Welcome to the Vineyard Voyage. And uh, what we want to talk about in this session is what the vineyard's all about. And, and I think there's probably things you, you may not know about the vineyard, so I want to talk about it at a national level, and then we'll talk about it at a local level in our time together. And so um, if you travel anywhere in the United States, you, you could find um, other vineyard churches. We are all over the place. We'll talk about the structure of that more. And the, you will find similarities in all of them and some differences in all of them. Um, Generally, you'll, you'll find that there's a, a casual atmosphere. Um, there's, there's awesome, you know, awesome worship that goes on in the process. Um, and yet there'll be different sizes and, and different sort of, uh, depending on the personality of the pastors generally, is, is sort of the flavor of the church and what God does in each uh, sort of individual and local community church. And we've always seen that sort of diversity as a strength in the vineyard. It allows us to reach um, into the different uh, areas and regions all over the country in, in a way that makes a difference in the community where the church is. So the uh, the, the, the bigger vineyard church um, is set up in different nations now, um, and there's structures involved that kind of hold the movement together. In, in the United States, um, we have a national leader uh, uh, who has an executive board, and then we're, we're broken into 16 regions, and then each region is broken into a number of areas. Um, so our church is in the uh, Florida-Puerto Rico region, and there's about 30 churches, maybe a few more than that. Um, there are three areas in Florida, and, and Puerto Rico is an area. And um, I am the area leader at this moment, depending on when you watch this video, uh, over South Florida. So I help uh, oversee 11 churches right now um, from sort of uh, Cape Coral, Fort Myers, down this way on the coast, and um, on the other coast from Fort Pierce on down this way, and things in between. So um, we have about 11 churches. We meet as an area. Uh, I meet with those pastors uh, two or three times a year. We meet regionally every other year, and we meet nationally on the other year of that. So we are uh, sort of together in fellowship with the other vineyards, and um, that's a big deal for what we do. Uh, once a year, I go off to a uh, leaders meeting. This year, it's in San Diego. You'll see me gone at sometime in March. I go out for a few days. They tell us everything that's going on nationally and all the things that are happening. Another big thing you might know about the vineyard is um, for years, we have been heavily involved in worship at a national level. Vineyard worship is uh, world known um, and used and has had an impact on a lot of the current worship that's out there now. Uh, one of the things I found as I've traveled around and gone to other groups and seen what's happening is um, there's a, a lot of um, uh, people that are thankful for what the vineyard has done because it's impacted a lot of other groups uh, and uh, in lots of different ways in really the short history of the vineyard. So the vineyard itself, nationally, how, when did it start? It, it really, the first vineyard was planted uh, back in 1975 by a man named Ken Gullickson. And uh, by the early 80s, there were about seven of those churches. All of them were in uh, California, Southern California. And then um, Ken Gullickson felt like um, 
God instructed him to hand off leadership at that point to John Wimber. You may or may not have heard about John Wimber, but he was sort of considered the founder of the vineyard in his tenure. He's gone to be with the Lord, but um, he had a big impact not only on us, but uh, on churches all around the world uh, in, in the process. And so in 1982, what's known as the Association of Vineyard Churches um, took place. That's what we are part of, the Association of Vineyard Churches. Um, so... People often ask us, well, you know, are you a non-denominational church? Well, you know, we probably feel like a non-denominational church in a lot of ways because we're not one of the better known denominations. But in effect, the vineyard is a denomination because we ordain pastors. And sort of that's the the way, that's the benchmark, if you would, I think, of thinking about a a denomination is 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 that process happens so we do um, ordain pastors in the vineyard and so we are a type of denomination but our structure is different than most denominations in the way that I told you we we relate by fellowshipping with one another in the process we aren't um, uh, apart from that we're, we're not sort of told what to do or any of those other things other than you know we're to be led by the Holy Spirit and do things as well as we can. So at this point, um, around the world, there are about 3,000 vineyard churches all around the world. There's about 600 in the United States. Uh, out of what started in California, it's spread now to um, m- most countries in the world. And then the, um, the leadership of those countries that they developed was turned over to those countries so that the uh, American vineyard isn't overseeing all these other vineyards. Um, we're all sort of at that level. We work together, but they are broken down by nation now in the process and the vineyard has always um, really tried to blend the best of evangelical traditions with you know a focus on Christ-like character and serious regard for the scripture and also embracing the best of Pentecostal charismatic traditions welcoming the empowering of the Holy Spirit um, for life ministry and acts of spirit so we've always tried to find that place where um, we sort of blend what we think are the best of those things together which uh, allows us to have really great fellowship in the greater church where um, we, we are uh, often welcomed by, by many different groups because of impacts that the vineyard has had over that last 38, 40 years in, in different ways. So that's good. Uh, on the website, uh, you can actually download, if you we go to the Vineyard Voyage website and go to What is the Vineyard, uh, I put a download on there of the core beliefs and statement of faith of the vineyard, and, and it will pop right down onto your smart device, and it's um, very well done and uh, very uh, detailed um, scripturally. Uh, what's taking place. If you're interested at, at more of that level, I would recommend that at some point you take a look at those things and see what's happening. Now, our local church and, and what we're all about. And one of the scriptures that sort of leads and guides us in what we do is, is 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So so that scripture is one of those scriptures that has an impact on what we do and how we look at things um, as a local group and what that means. Out of that, I, I sort of derived three uh, questions that we sort of look at all the time. Um, one of them is, what, what are we doing? which we would define as mission. And uh, 
Most of you that come here would know that um, our mission is pretty simple. It's one more. Um, we have a very simple mission statement because I want everybody to know it. We incorporate it in everything that we do. My hope would always be that if someone asked you what's the what's the vineyard all about, that you already know. One more, one more, one more lost child back to dad. That's kind of the heart of it. But but really, that's the idea. One more sort of gets you there, and so you'll see that come up in in everything that we do, and it's. Uh, it really helps us to understand what it is we're supposed to be doing and what it looks like. I, we measure everything against that when we, it comes to things that we do. Will this impact one more? Which is actually a pretty broad thing because lots of things impact one more. So that's very helpful in our mission and the things that we feel called to do. Uh, then another question we ask is, you know, why are we doing it? And that's our motivation. And our motivation is love. Uh, if, if we ever lose sight of that... We'll lose our effectiveness. We're, we're called to love. Remember, we, we talk about that a lot here. We're to love God all in. Heart, mind, soul, and strength. We're to love our neighbors as ourselves. We've spent a lot of time developing those ideas, but it's, it's really the motivation for what we do and, and for what the church is supposed to be. We're, we're to love God in, uh, with, with all of our lives, and that love then um, that he's giving us should flow through us into the world around us, and we're to remember how important it is to... Um, to encourage people and to help people find their way into the kingdom of God. And then the other question that uh, I think is important to ask is, you know, what does it look like to be successful with those ideas? Uh, how do you measure what's happening? And I use a little acronym for that that um, we call FOUND. Uh, it, it's, uh, you know, it's... Um, I sort of use it as fostering outward, upward, natural disciples uh, is what that sort of breaks down to. But that's the idea. We, we measure that. How are we doing? You know, one of the big things I always look for in the church um, is change lives. Are we, are we seeing people's lives changed over the course of time? And I'm very happy to announce that the answer to that is yes. Uh, I, I watch people's lives being changed. And one of the blessings of having been now here for a long time as a uh, I've been a part of this church since 1985, and I've been the senior pastor since 1992. One of the huge blessings about that is watching the impact on people uh, and seeing lives changed. And not only in the lives of the people that have been um, um, with us for most of that time, but um, their children, and now the children's children. Uh, and, and what a blessing it is to watch children's children coming uh, and being a part of what happens here at church and being able to teach them about Jesus and watching them respond and hearing what they say and, and uh, uh, knowing how important Jesus is. And, and I, I love it when the kids get a hold of this with what's happening. And uh, it's just exciting to see that happen. So so we look for changed lives more than anything else. And, and um, that's a, a big part of the process. And we've seen it happen. Uh, in in uh, everybody's life, and you know, I certainly have seen my own life change, and continue to see it change uh, as we press in to the Lord. So, uh, in the fifth chapter of First Peter, um, the the leaders of the church, those people that God puts in, in responsibility that way, are encouraged to be shepherds and overseers. The verse in First Peter five two, the beginning says that we're to be shepherds of God's flock um, that is under your care, serving as overseers. So. To me, what that means is the church is to have a, a, a direction, a purpose, 
a mission um, to help believers grow and and get healthy and also to impact our community. That's been a big part of, of everything that we do. We want to make a difference in the community. I can remember a time, probably close to 20 years ago now, um, when I would talk to people in this island that we're in and we had been here already for 15, almost 20 years, uh, 1985, so 15 years anyway. Um, and they didn't know that we were here. Uh, the, you know, the building was here and everything. And I, I was like, how can you not know that we're here? I, I really began to pray about that and said, Lord, I, I, I don't want that to be the case. I, I want uh, at least people to know that we're here. So, you know, if, if, even if they're not coming, I want them to know that we're here. So if they, if they need church, they, they know that, that there is one. And so we, we began at that point really sort of making our focus very much an outreach focus and reaching out in the community and um, uh, our goal to be a community church. What can we do to bless the community in, in whatever ways we can? And so that has been a big part of our process as well. We're, we're always doing outreach here. Um, every weekend we go out and do things just to bless and encourage others. It's it's uh, it's uh, like the this last weekend um, our youth group went out with lip balms. And you think what you know the little chapsticks? We had some custom made, and uh, they have the the little vineyard logo on it. And uh, we have the saying on there that says there is a balm. Dot dot dot. And if that's a great scripture. There is a balm in Gilead. It's talking about Jesus. And we also had the lip balms made in grape flavor. And we just went and gave that stuff away. And it blessed people. It's, it's kind of a neat thing. We go away and we give candy away. We, we, uh, we do candy outreaches. We, give, um, uh, we have an ice cream truck that we take out pretty regularly. We give away free ice cream all over the neighborhoods. Um, you know, it's a, it's a nice-looking ice cream truck. It goes out with the ice cream truck noise, and kids come running after it, and we, we bless them with free ice creams. Um, we, we do all sorts of things like that in the process. So, uh, so we have all these things going on. And, and, and then, you know, using those questions that I ask and, and some other ideas, we, we sort of want to see how we're doing. You know, what, what, what's the sort of a roadmap, if you would? You know, what are we doing? Why are we doing it? Are we being successful? And so that idea of success is where we're going to kind of go over the next few minutes and then we'll, we'll wrap up for today. And I said that acronym that we developed is FOUND, Fostering Outward, Upward, Natural Disciples. So I have four sort of phases that we went through. The first one is this. That uh, obviously we need to be found by Jesus um, and what that means in the process. First Peter 2.9 says you are a chosen people. You're a chosen people. Now, in our next session in Vineyard 101, we're going to dig into that. We're going to dig into salvation and baptism. And we'll lay down the scriptural groundwork for both of them that you, you should know. And maybe you, you don't have that in you yet, but you should. Um, and, and what it means that, that he chooses us because he does it's very cool um, we'll, we'll talk about that and we'll discuss that in length um, but it, it's significant to to know that um, we, we're to be in relationship with Jesus that that uh, that's such an important thing the idea of what it means to be you know born again or spiritually born or whatever term you you would like um, but how imperative that is uh, that that uh, we we understand that, and then the importance of baptism, why God has called us, why Jesus has said this is you know an important thing you need to be believe and be baptized, and so we um, 
We have regular baptisms here. We do at least five a year out at Bea Honda. And um, you can always check the calendar for when the next one is. And, and then, you know, and if somebody just can't wait for one of the scheduled ones, we will absolutely take them out and baptize them. We, we do our baptisms out at the beach because we live by the ocean. And so I can't, uh, I, I can't, it always seems, we've talked about trying to do it here and bringing in a cow trough or something, you know, but it's, if we go to the ocean, it's really cool. So uh, it makes a memory. So it's a lot better deal. But we'll look at the reasons why and why that's so important. When we look at Vineyard 101, then the second thing uh, in, in this little acronym is that it's important. You know, the, I call it found a friend. First uh, Peter 2:9 says we're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. That there's an idea of community that um, is very important in the church. So along with uh, outreach being important and and uh, you know developing and growing as disciples, uh, the idea of having a place to connect. This is huge for people. People. Uh, all over are looking for somewhere to belong. Uh, recently, I, I talked about a story in church about uh, someone who had come, who asked if they could keep coming even if they didn't believe in God. And I, I always say, absolutely, we have, we have people that do that. Because I, my, my understanding is that many of them will come to know Jesus, uh, given a, a little bit of time. Um, but people are looking for somewhere to belong. Uh, and, and people feel so disconnected. And that's why it's so important as a community that we be a, a loving community and we, we learn how to love others well so that, that people can come and belong. And some people will come and belong before they believe, and that's okay. Uh, and so we, we want that to be a process. So um, in Vineyard 201, uh, in that idea, what we're going to be talking about in community, we'll discuss communion and we'll discuss fellowship. And how important those things are. Uh, a communion is another big deal. I, I touched on um, baptism a moment ago. Communion is the other thing that Jesus really gave the church. Those two ordinances, communion and um, baptism. And uh, communion is significant. There's a lot going on at the, at the table when communion is introduced. I wanna, we'll get to the background of those things. I think you'll find that story very interesting. And also, um, a lot of what we do here. Um, so if you've noticed, when we get together, we eat. Uh, that's what we do. So when you come on Wednesday night, there's a meal. When you come on Saturday night, if you come, there's a meal. When you come on Sunday mornings, there's three meals because uh, there's three services. And even a, a lot of the Bible studies and meetings will have food. Um, to me, that's very much grabs a hold of the idea of communion. Um, we, we sort of have, you know, the church found ways to deal with that and, and have reduced that concept into, you know, a, a little bit of grape juice and a little piece of bread, which is important. Um, but, but communion in the early church was much more like we have what's going on with the meal. The, the other stuff's important, and you'll note uh, every, Sunday, every weekend we open a table for communion. I value it. I think it's very important. So we, uh, uh, we, we offer it every weekend. Uh, you know, some, some churches will do that once a quarter, and some, you know, maybe once a month, and some not very often. But I value it very highly, so we offer it every weekend, communion. But uh, the heart of the idea in, of communion and fellowship is, is often being experienced here when we eat together. When you come and sit at a table, there's something very significant about that. Um, when, you, when you read the gospel accounts of Jesus, particularly Luke, um, Jesus was almost always at a meal. Uh, it just happens and happens and happens. And it's a significant deal in the process. So we'll be, we'll be talking more about that in 201. 
Point number three, uh, found a job. Again, sticking with our acronym. First uh, Peter 2.9 uh, uh, C. A people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. So we're his people declaring his praises. Um, uh, and so in Vineyard 301, what we'll talk about is we'll talk about serving and we'll talk about ministry and what those things look like. Uh, and they're, they're, they run to, they're sort of similar, but there's some differences in the two. Uh, but I can tell you that, that all of us are called to be his ambassadors. So we're called to ministry. Um, like Jesus, we're called to serve, not to be served. And so um, the goal of the church would be that at some point everyone is, is um, involved in some sort of ongoing, regular ministry. And, and we have an endless supply of ministry opportunities here, hospitality ministries, maintenance ministries, greeting ministries, prayer ministries, worship ministries, uh, affinity groups that we do, children's church, uh, foyer volunteers. Now, uh, we have tent volunteers out there welcoming people, sign waivers, office help, outreach help. Um, all of those things are here. And, and the hope would be that as people are drawn closer and closer, they would find ways to get connected in the process uh, and so out of um, becoming a part and, and then fellowshipping together comes this idea of serving together uh, and that makes a big difference in our community and then uh, fourth it's about you know found a home First Peter 2.10 once you were not a people but now you are the people of God so in Vineyard 401 we'll, we'll discuss worship and we'll talk about giving and what that looks like and so um as a believer and a disciple, a, a person, um, you know, following Jesus, um, this idea of being connected uh, is significant uh, and sort of coming to that place. Well, this is where I fit. This is my family. This is my home. Um, the mission of one more resonates with me. Uh, all of that sort of happens at some point. And so uh, we, we, we sort of see those places for people to connect. It's kind of a process. We, we want them to, to, to know Jesus. Uh, that, that's, that's huge to us. Um, we, we would like them then to sort of uh, embrace the idea of connecting and, and uh, being a part of fellowship and, and understanding the need for gathering together. And, and then we would love to see people go from there to being more actively involved and serving and looking for ministry opportunities and then and then ultimately saying you know this is my place this is where i am this is my family this is my tribe i'm here i'm in and um on that anywhere along that journey we consider that success so so it it doesn't mean that the only time that we find success is if people said yeah this is where i want to be uh success is people coming to know jesus that's success Success is people coming to know Jesus and hanging out. That's success. Success is, is people plugging in. That's success. Um, uh, and certainly success is people deciding that they want to be a part. But, you know, if ultimately someone comes in and those things happen and they feel like they, they fit better somewhere else, we bless that. We encourage that. This isn't about just uh, us, you know, you know, it's all about us. It's just about us being a part of a bigger picture. And what that means and, and being, you know, uh, in God's story, the way he calls us into the process. The, the underlying, you know, idea of it all is it's much more important to be and have an impact for the kingdom of God uh, than it is to, to do any of those other things. So that's sort of a uh, 
answer to the question, what is the vineyard? And then I said, we're going to lay it out in detail in the next uh, four sessions together. Vineyard 101, 201, 301, 401. Uh, and so I, I hope you'll check out each session as they come. But we're going to end it for uh, right there for now. Thanks for watching this broadcast from Keys Vineyard Community Church in Big Pine Key, Florida. Be sure to like us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. For more information, log on to keysvineyard.com. We'll see you next time.